Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with one Mike Lubitz. And happy to have you along for the ride here on nofilter.net. Sports can uh, be so many different things uh, to so many different people. And over the years, uh, you may even find that it leads you to uh, certain religious convictions and beliefs. We talked about this a lot uh, here on this particular program uh, since we started. Uh, you know, how many times have you found yourself on your hands and knees? And uh, you're watching your horse about to get mowed down in the stretch there. Right? And uh, you would have taken down a Breeders' Cup pick six pull by legal means. Millions of dollars are going to come flowing into your pocket and your bank accounts. And you're going to be out for life. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in a situation where your horse is shortening stride. You're thinking, uh, please, hang on, hang on. And, and then it transforms into kind of a religious thing where <laughs> you, you're almost willing to do a human sacrifice of yourself at that point, just screaming at the top of your lungs, don't fuck me, gods. Don't fuck me. <laughs> you're not even religious. <laughs> There's a religious angle there, isn't there, Lumi? What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> But it emboldens your belief that, that certain things may, in fact, uh, be realistic, even though in you know some circles they would be considered to be pure fantasy. Like, uh, is there a heaven and is there a hell? I certainly came to the belief that there is a purgatory, that uh, there is a, a waiting room, God's waiting room, where um, you're, you're on the downslide. I mean, you're on the elevator that's going right to the bottom of the pit, man, and it's going to be <laughs> fucking hot down there. <laughs> And you're thinking, well, what, what is the demographic going to be in hell? What, what exactly is going to be the composition of the people that I'm hanging out with down there being tormented into perpetuity, as the lawyers would say? Well, you'll be paying into perpetuity, Mr. DeForest. What am I, Bobby fucking Bonilla? What are you talking about? <laughs> but anyway, uh, and, and I, I had this epiphany, and, and Luby's aware of the story. I, I was covering a U.M. basketball game, and uh, we were uh, going to go to uh, the uh, – campus there at St. John's and uh, the, the, the game was being held and like what, what is no better than uh, I, I, it wasn't even like a glamorous uh, high school gym that they were playing their home games at and I played at the garden there Luke on with the sweaters and everything but uh, this uh, I guess was alumni hall it might have been called at uh, St. John's uh, Bob Shepard was the PA announcer the great Bob Shepard Jita Jita and I've often told a story. I got a chance. I was introduced to Bob Shepard by uh, the guy I was working with, a fellow named Sonny Hirsch, who was a play-by-play voice many years, University of Miami Hurricanes, a legendary guy here in town. I might have made a little book on the side. <laughs> Certainly made great use of Scorephone at the time as he was uh, looking up every ball game and he had action on virtually everything. And uh, he says, uh, he knew I idolized Bob Shepard because I love stadium announcers, ring announcers, and all of that. And uh, he introduces me to Shepard. And uh, I say, Bob, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I, I've uh, admired your work forever. And he says, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. It wasn't the sound system at Yankee Stadium. It was Shepard all along. He was one of these. It was like Johnny Two Times, uh, you know, in some mafia movie. Uh, anyway, uh, so I had to kill some time as I was in New York. And uh, I saunter into the Jamaica Queens off-track betting parlor. At the time, there were no screens in these kind of facilities. Uh, you couldn't watch the race. You could only hear it on a speaker, and they would just transition as if you were in some old-school uh, bookie joint uh, out of, uh, you know, uh, a movie or something. And uh, you, you were thinking, wow, I mean, 
how weird is this that when the race is going off, even though you can't see it, everybody looks up at the speaker on the ceiling <laughs> in unison. <laughs> like you're in some uh, ancient uh, Italian painting or something. Everybody's just looking up here to the sky. And uh, I'm looking around the room and I'm thinking, this is the sickest bunch of degenerates I have ever seen uh, collected <laughs> in one space. And it hit me, Luby, like a ton of bricks. This is purgatory. And hell has to be the same people in the same room, only you can't even bet on the races. Yeah, at least you can bet there. <laughs> like I've always said, if there's simulcasting in hell, I'm all in. I bring this up for a reason, though, Luby, because uh, we live in South Florida, and this is where the show originates from. Yes. Uh, we've been here. Uh, Luby's been here his entire life, now 41 yes. years. Happy birthday, Luby, by the way. I don't yes. know if we got that out on no filter yesterday, but uh, thank you. Congrats on making it another year. When are you going to turn your attention to some serious work, son? Yeah, well, probably never. <laughs> digging Why would you when you could be in this business, huh? <laughs> if it's free, it's me. Honestly. There you go. Freebie king. Uh, that's what it's all about uh, if you're a member of the media. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're just in, in baseball purgatory here. Yeah. And, and we've been there forever uh, with our Miami Marlins, formerly known as the Florida Marlins. Uh, they had a couple of moments of glory. They made it to the postseason this year. But the organization is operating under some kind of bizarre occult curse that exceeds anything. I mean, uh, beyond the Bambino, Babe Ruth could be rolling over in his grave right now saying, I don't know how they're going to get out from underneath that. As we finally had something good happen here. This is a team that, that nobody attends. Right? You would have thought somebody called in a bomb scare to the stadium. Hey, did you see that? Nobody showed up at the ball game today. No, no, the police were out there earlier. It turned out to be a fake. And that's every night, right? It doesn't matter. It could be like World Series Game 7. Uh, I, I guess, you know, in Miami, because uh, we're a bandwagon jumping town and we like big events, uh, the people turn out for stuff like that. Uh, they would eventually draw some crowds. But uh, nothing this year as they were heading down the stretch. Uh, but they made one good move in, in the last several years, and that was to hire and become a pioneer in this category. This was not a token hire, Louie. Uh, would you assume oh, no, no, that I, I, uh, Kim Eng had the credentials to get a general manager's job somewhere in Major League Baseball? If not with the Marlins, then it was going to happen sometime in, in the very uh, near future. Yeah, she'd been in baseball for over two decades. She'd been an assistant GM, I think, for nearly a decade. And she had worked with, I think, both the Yankees and the Dodgers, like really good organizations. She was extremely respected, and no one questioned that hire. No one. No, and she did, a, you know, you would have to say an admirable job. Didn't hit on everything, right? Avisail Garcia, I hate to say it, Louie, because uh, we don't like to impugn the integrity of these are, after all, human beings. But uh, you would have to say that this guy is a human stiff. No, Avisail Garcia oh is awful. Um, she made other moves uh, that, that, you know, backfired. Uh, you know, Robertson, who she acquired at the trade deadline, uh, the closer from the Mets, who was lights out uh, in New York, almost made him forget about Edwin Diaz and that silly celebration they had. Uh, wh why do teams still do that, by the way, Louis? Uh, don't you cringe when you see a bunch of guys, grown men, jumping up and down like they had just won the cheerleading competition? Uh, the international, well, we're here with the International Scholastic uh, High School uh, cheerleading competition. And I tell you what, uh, this team from uh, Rancho Cucamonga is really something. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, why would you do this silliness of jumping up and down, especially after you'd seen Edwin Diaz, the lights-out closer for, I mean, this guy was Mariano, uh, Mariano Rivera on steroids last year. Unbelievable. Maybe he was on steroids. I don't know. Is that how he popped his knee? <laughs> Dr. Galea, I got a patient for you. No, his name is Woods, Tiger Woods. 
That's it. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the story was a shocker yesterday, was it not? We did some exploration on this uh, earlier this morning, Mike Luby Lubitz, on one of our other shows, and uh, that, that Kim Ng would uh, look at the Marlins and say, you know what? I know you want me back, but I'm out of here. After uh, becoming uh, the first woman in North American sports history to hold this level of managerial position, the general manager, you would have to say that she was instrumental. I, I don't know how much influence she had. She had on uh, hiring Skip Schumacher, who could she easily be the manager of the year. She hired him. Hired him, right. Okay, so she found a guy from the Cardinals organization, one of the solid organizations in all of sports, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it doesn't matter. They can have like a shit team. They're still like dangerous. Are they not? St. Louis Cardinals, they draw fans. They, they really know how to do it. Uh, and, and so she picks this guy off of their bench. And he does a marvelous job. You had a 180 degree turnaround in what has to be the key category for any team that is not laced and laden with superstars uh, like the Braves or the Dodgers uh, to make it to the postseason, which is prevail in one run games. Yes, yes. Marlins horrible at that uh, the previous season. I mean, set an all time record for being wretched. Casey Stengel was off the hook with the 1962 <laughs> Mets. Well, you know, we lost a lot of one-run games. It's a bullshit excuse. I mean, if you're a good team, you win those one-run games, and that's what the Marlins did all year long. And then on top of that, she makes a couple of bowl moves at the trade deadline, which uh, this was a team that was supposedly always strapped for cash. Uh, the owner, Bruce Sherman, a billionaire, somehow is pulling lint out of his pockets whenever it comes time to make an acquisition that might help the ball club. And we've been down so very damn long with this team that it looks like up to me. I mean, uh, Jim Morrison could have been inspired by the Marlins to write that song. And so what happens? I mean, they're afraid to ante up a little bit of capital to uh, Kim Ng, who, who did a brilliant job as general manager, get him to the postseason. And uh, on top of that, then they want to put somebody in management and Peter Principal, somebody on top of her so that uh, she no longer has the authority to make the moves that she would feel necessary to make the ball club better. Which we know didn't work. Like when Jeter was the one on top, Jeter hired her. He was the president. She was the GM. His only good like, move, oh. perhaps, besides yeah, quitting. Yeah, it failed. It didn't work. Yeah. When this last year, they finally let her do the shopping. Look what she did. She turned around a 69-win team, made it an 82-win ball club. They played really well down the stretch. They played well in one-run ball games. They made good moves at the trade deadline. All the things you want a club to do that gives fans rise for hope. And then you want to go sit her back in her place? Like, what is yeah. wrong? This organization frustrates the crap out of me. They just uh, are skeet shooting your hopes and dreams. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Therefore, the purgatory reference. We are in baseball purgatory. Uh, Luby and I have been existing here for a long, long time. We had a couple of thrills along the way, 97, 2003. I uh, got rise for hope a few years ago during the COVID year, and that uh, hope was quickly dashed as we suffered a series of one round knockouts, the likes of which yep. uh, would have had the commission even questioning in Las Vegas, whether or not you should be licensed to fight again. I think Tijuana, they might take this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, no, you could headline a card down there at yeah, the theater. Yeah. Triple X theater. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, that was the story here in, in South Florida and it should be a little bit of a shocker. Now, uh, her name has been mentioned, like a clockwork orange. Her name has been yeah. mentioned, but in a couple of favorable spots, Boston Red Sox, 
you would think uh, she has a little bit of a history with Alex Cora. They were working uh, when Cora was with the Dodgers years ago. Kim Ng was uh, working in the front office there in some uh, under capacity to uh, being the general manager. She was assistant GM. Uh, so, so uh, you know, they, they might get along because Cora supposedly is a guy that uh, is calling all the shots there, like a Bill Belichick yeah, that's in uh, Beantown. In terms of personnel. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, they, they always have the possibility of bouncing back because you know what, Luby? This is a key in sports these days. They have the fabulous moolah. Yes, they do have money. Yes. Yeah. Like Alabama, they got the moolah. Yep. You think uh, Georgia, I mean, has taken uh, any backseat to Alabama in terms of money they're spending on players? Not now. No, they've become top notch. That's what it's all about uh, in this industry. Marlins are also a notoriously cheap. Yes. Penurious organization. Although uh, the previous ownership before this guy, Bruce Sherman, this guy who nobody knows anything about, do we even know how he made his money? What, what did he do? Did he invent the special sauce for a Big Mac? What, what, is, <laughs> what is his entrepreneurial background? We know nothing about this guy, man. <laughs> he may as well be Ali Sherman. <laughs> Honestly, be goodbye, Ali. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, a mystery man. And he took over from a couple of guys that, that were absolutely uh, just uh, despised by, I mean, sports fans often uh, have, uh, you know, uh, antagonistic viewpoints towards the ownership. But, uh, yeah, th this this was escalated to an exponent I, I, I don't think I've ever seen before when Jeffrey Loria, the art dealer, and uh, his son-in-law, who, who just uh, had like a, a Matt Gates type of evil look to him, David Sampson, and spoke in uh, very much the same tones. Well, if you don't like it, that's tough shit on you. Yeah, go fuck We're yourself. taking away all of your rights and privileges. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to stall everything until the country goes out of business. Uh, okay, great. It's the kind of leadership we need. But uh, they ran a baseball Ponzi scheme. I mean, they came in with nothing. I, I don't think Laurie owned the shirt on his back. The art he was dealing, uh, he, he was underneath a, a highway overpass selling Daco Jesus paintings. <laughs> All of a sudden, he owns a baseball team, right? Holy Bruce McNall, what are we talking about here? <laughs> exactly, the Jersey guy. <laughs> the hockey. So the it's Lakers. been this way forever, yeah. Unfortunately for us, uh, our teams are fueled by self-sabotage. I don't know about your team, but it's not a pleasant condition to uh, live with and uh, tantamount moving to being in purgatory, my friend. Yes. Nothing will ever top. I hate to say what some guy propositioned me with uh, while I was at that OTB because he needed a 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say the clientele was uh, less than five star in that particular establishment. <laughs> it was great meeting Bob Shepard. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Bob. Let's wrap it up. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. So we're upset here because, uh, you know, it, it just seems like another bozoic move made by a franchise that, that is known for primarily doing just that. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. You finally hit, finally out of all the garbage, you hit it right. You did something right. Why do you have to screw it up? Just stay out of the way. Just shut up. Leave her alone. See what she can do. Yeah, wow. give her a total autonomy. Yeah, let, her be, let her be the president. If you want to let her fall on her face that way, if, if that was going to be the eventuality. But uh, how, how you uh, made your uh, ball club better by uh, making this decision and making it uh, prohibitive for uh, anybody to want to return or, or take the job, right? Except some schmink that's, uh, you know, just trying to get into the business here and uh, we'll put up with uh, any terms whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll take that. Yeah, what? Morning drive? Oh, no. <laughs> Overnights? Okay. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm good overnight. I'm really good at night. In fact, I can't even sleep. I have insomnia. 
Right? You're just willing to take the job, man, because you want to be in the business. Uh, that, that's the kind of candidates you would have to think yeah, are, are going to be available to this uh, organization, which, uh, you know, seemed to have a good one right there. I don't, I don't know if, uh, did she hire Scott Boris or something to negotiate her next deal? I don't know. I, I can't imagine her uh, demands would have been that outrageous, knowing what the landscape financially of the franchise was. I mean, we're not talking Sam Bankman-Fried here, my friend. All right. Uh, who isn't singing on this guy, by the way? Wow. This, uh, I mean, this trial is not going very favorably. Uh, have you followed any of that, Sam Bankman-Fried, wow. the FTX guy? Wow. The girlfriend, I mean, uh, she, she nailed him to the cross. And, uh, you know, he, he's just... I, I wish they had cameras on this thing because he, he has to be looking like Ralph Cramden there by the uh, by the defendant's desk. Just uh, having, 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 <laughs> how bad can they hammer me? All right, uh, Rangers, congratulations. Haven't lost a game yet in the postseason. Bruce Bochy, man, a salty old dog of a manager uh, coming through in style. And uh, they're going to unload Max Scherzer, I believe, in game three. So we'll see yes. what old Max has left in the tank. Uh, if he can carry them, uh, they haven't lost a game yet in the postseason. Pretty remarkable, up 2-0 on the Strohs. And uh, Philadelphia does it again tonight as uh, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies taking on the long shot, 50-1 to Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they handled them uh, pretty easily last night. Game got a little dicey late. But uh, Philadelphia going to throw Aaron Nola with the knuckle curve out there. Do you remember Bert Hooten? Was, was he no. uh, like alive when, uh, or were you alive when he was pitching? I don't know Bert Hooten. <laughs> Why don't I ask you if you saw a Cy Young pitch in person? <laughs> Bert Hooten, who the fuck is that? No, he had the knuckle curve. It was a great pitch with the Dodgers. Uh, and, and the, the Cowboys get back uh, in their winning ways as the Chargers continue to find ways to lose games. Yeah. What was that? Uh, you know, they continue, uh, the Chargers, uh, and I don't know if it's uh, Staley or if it's uh, this kid's fault. I can't imagine that it is because I still like Justin Herbert over Tua Tagovailoa, even though Tua is a great guy. And is sparking this uh, Miami Dolphin team that we follow more closely than any other in the NFL to uh, just an electrifying start to the season. You know who we're forgetting about, though? Uh, and I thought they would be buried because of uh, all of this gambling stuff that uh, their players suspended. The Detroit Lions are also 5-1. and one. Yes, they're playing really well. Yes. Boy, uh, Dan man. Campbell, who, uh, wow, I mean, talk about inspirational and motivational speeches. <laughs> man Campbell, that's what Jackie Sherrill had nothing on this guy, right? When he castrated that cow in front of his uh, <laughs> Texas, uh, you know, student athletes. Said, you're going to go out there and kill him. That's what I want you to do. Uh, but Dan Campbell, I, I don't know. What is he going to Is he going to eat a live animal before the game? Uh, one of these games? What do you think? <laughs> no, he hasn't had. Is there a, a wager on that? Can we uh, call FanDuel, see what they think? If we get 20 to 1 on that, uh, I, I would go ahead and risk it at that point. I put up the dime. All right, uh, we have to run. Thanks so much, uh, everybody. Uh, sorry about the whining. Uh, we're, we're just upset here in South Florida. It can just, happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every city has struggling teams. We actually were on a nice roll. So, obviously, the Marlins are the ones that are going to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was uh, willing to bet my bar mitzvah money that uh, they would do well again next year. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, that, that uh, all of that right out the window. Your hopes, whoosh vanishing in just a split second uh join us again tomorrow for another edition of the morning briefing always great to be here on uh, nofilter.net purgatory think about it my friends have you been there because of something that's happened to you in the sporting life <laughs> i would have to venture to say whether it was that that uh, rat hole of a uh, an establishment the new york otb uh in flushing queens and, and this is you know 30 some odd years ago so can you imagine what a dump it was then uh, or, uh, you know, any other place. Maybe you've discovered it right there, uh, you know, in uh, the owner's suite at a stadium. 
where you said, you know what? Rooting for this team is a living hell. And it's happening. <laughs> for uh, Mike Luby Lubitz, the birthday boy. Did we celebrate your birthday on No Filter yesterday, or did we you just let that slide? Yeah. No, you said okay. happy right. and, and how did it feel, I mean, to uh, reach this new age milestone? <laughs> Are you still regular is only, uh, you know, the All only right. issue that you really have to deal with. I mean, <laughs> if you're in there once a day at least, that's a good thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've taken a show into the toilet, and uh, we will see you next time uh, on the uh, next edition. For Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest of The Morning Briefing.